I'm John Paul Murphy. And I'm Christian Humes. And you're listening to Watch World. We're going to be covering episode one of season two, titled Journey into the Night of Westworld. Which was the name of the play. It was the final act, the final piece that Robert Ford was making in the season one finale. Yes, correct. What did you think, Christian, of this episode? Just I thought it was thoughts. fantastic. I thought it was good. I thought I thought it was a good start to the season. I thought they did a lot of great stuff. Um, they also did a really good job of uh, smashing some of our predictions to get apart right away. I mean, you say that. I mean, we can go through them. I don't feel like that's necessarily true. If anything, it felt more like they confirmed a lot more of our interesting predictions. Some of them. Uh, let's go, we can go through them as one by one. But um, sure, sure. Uh, I just want to say, like, so the sh- the episode opens kind of um, almost like a, a scene from uh, it's a, it's like a scene from season one that they sort of reshot in a way. It's Bernard and Dolores talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks w- like. Did you notice the cinematography on it looked way different? Yeah, I think a lot of things felt way different. It's why I was yeah. excited about so far this season now. This episode felt very different than the first season. Everything it's setting up is different than the first season. They're not retreading the same ground. Correct. But they sort of they took a, a scene that had been done, almost had been done before, because it's very similar to a similar conversation they had in season yeah. one. Yeah, um, at the beginning, I wasn't sure if this was like a flashback, if it was Bernard, if it was Arnold. It definitely was a flashback because the whole episode is sort of predicated on Bernard's flashbacks. Of course. But at the beginning, when you're in the scene for the first few moments, it's hard to tell where you are. Yeah, correct. Um, But one thing Bernard says that's really interesting, I think, to think about going forward is, um, you know, they talk about what's real. And Bernard describes it as real is irreplaceable. Something that you cannot like, something that cannot be replaced is real. Whereas, like, you, yeah. Dolores, are replaceable, so you're not real. And then she goes, well, I don't think that ne- that's necessarily true anymore, you know, kind of. And so that kind of sort of unlocks the thing of, like, are hosts real or not? Like, are they real people if they can be replaced? If, if Is that truly the definition of what it means to be human is if you sure. die, you're dead. So um, that, so, yeah, that's, that's why I kind of, I like that opening. Um, the whole episode, like we just said, it's kind of, for the most part, it takes place from Bernard's POV. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's like it cuts to sort of two weeks from the incident of how season one ended. I think it's like yeah. o- over a week or a week to two weeks. Which is great because if you watch that fake spoiler video that they put out, they actually did spoil how it really opens with Bernard on the beach alone, yeah. which is what they did in that video. So I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he wakes up on the beach. Um uh, it's unclear. It, we assume it's sometime in the future because now there's this whole like army of Delos security guys coming up on the beach. Mm-hmm. We learn that they're on an island. That, that yeah. Westworld is part of an island. I would. It seems Could like you see a man-made island. Yes, but okay. So the Delos security guy is talking with a. I don't know what country, but it seems like somewhere in China, Korea, Japan, mm-hmm. somewhere in that region. Because um. The it was in a China, like sort of Asian military sort of uh, figure was um he was basically saying like this is not your island anymore this is our island now like so it seems like it's the island is under a jurisdiction of another country and that Delos is sort of taking a sort of mercenary approach to the security situation that's what I interpreted from just that moment yeah Delos is clearly a like military industrial complex they are a military based company. Correct. Like, um, that is very clear and apparent. Yes. 
So, but now we know it's it's an island that it's not. Yep. It's not on Mars. It's not under the ocean. Yeah, which were ridiculous <laughs> guesses, but we also said that it's probably an island. Yeah. I mean, that's what we said. Do you see? Also, we got a nice cameo from uh, Trevor from uh, Grand Theft Auto. Rebus. So Rebus shows up twice in the episode. Correct. And he's the guy that drinks the milk, right? Yes, he's the milk guy. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah, him and his like kind of a uh, bandit buddy. He's a total freak, and that scene where they kill the woman was terrifying. Yes. <laughs> it also shows that they're stupid. Like the the hosts aren't necessarily that smart, and it doesn't seem like that many of them are really that aware of what's going on. But also remember that all most of the hosts that have been programmed to basically attack uh, guests and uh, right, you know, the board they're they're the the malfunctioned ones. So those are the ones that were defected. So I think that kind of ties into maybe why they're not quite right. Here's a question. I want to go back to the scene earlier with Bernard because I didn't get to touch on this yet. Yeah. There were those cards when Bernard first gets found, he was about to get killed. Yeah. And there were those cards. What were those? It's kind of like the, it's the inverse of, um, you know, in the Iraq war, they had like the, the full deck. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. I thought that those were like targets. No, they're, they're sort of targets to save. It's okay. like high priority. Like you, you like save these people and then if they're low priority like even they're not or if they're not a card you kill them yeah so. it's just interesting that they're red because red would indicate a threat you'd think the people you want to save would be green yeah there's a couple things with bernard that get revealed in this episode one that like his dna works well that means all of the robots dna works i'm pretty sure these things are almost like living breathing creatures yeah ford has basically created almost humans minus yes. just the conscious part because they basically had brains covering their fake brains yeah and they had blood like sort of this sort of uh white sinewy type of thing yes. that um the dna reveal means that i am definitely right about an earlier theory that i posted yes which is that they're creating replicants they are replacing people in the real world with hosts and that's what the whole point of westworld is is they are using the hosts to learn about the people so yes. they could get enough of their memories and information so that they could mimic them well enough in the real life. And then they also get their DNA and then they make replicants. Yeah, that is That's what they're doing. later when uh, Charlotte Hale's character brings Bernard to uh, like an outpost, yeah. basically. And it shows that like they have these she has these like drone, these kind of half finished hosts uh, cop basically taking the brain out of uh, other hosts and kind of uh, getting the DNA of the guests in the park. Does she work for Delos? Is that who she was like sending the information to and they were like stealing IP for? Or is it a competitor? I It's unclear. I think she is working either for a competitor or some some section within Delos. I don't think Delos is necessarily one. There's like more maybe a militant side of it that is yeah. interested in like the, the And the maybe control. they just want to keep what they're doing on the down low. Correct. Maybe they just don't want Ford knowing that they've actually been doing this the whole time. Correct. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, so if we're going to do this chronologically, there's still one more thing. When we met the main security guard, he said to the Hemsworth that you have caused more deaths than anyone else. And he also mentioned that there are five other parks. So there are a total of six parks, yes. which we now have confirmed, which we know Shogun World is one. There's likely Future World, which I believe is that city. I think it's a fake out. I don't think the city we're seeing is Dolores in the real world. I'm fairly certain it's her in future world yeah and then there'll be four others so and it seems like okay others. at the spoiler at the end is sort of the the tiger the bengal tiger that they find yeah uh, there's some sort of jungle world maybe 
Yeah, like a safari world. Yeah. I, I also think maybe actually this is kind of revealed, especially with the um, reveal that's an island possibly in the control of another country, is that maybe we're not that far into the future as we think. Like, Oh, that, that's possible. Yeah. Because it seems like the, the, the if you look at like all the Delos tech and uh-huh. everything, it's like, yeah, like they have like the like cool screens and like cool holograph, but like the weapons are pretty like modern now. Um, and if they're still like, you know, they're dealing with territorial countries and, you know, there's a lot, you know, you'd think in the future there would be maybe a more unified planet or under like. Sure. I mean, there's no reason to believe that that's true. And also, don't forget the fact that we know 35 years ago they already made Dolores cognizant. Like, yeah. she is became real 35 years ago and that tech is still so far beyond where we're at that it still has to be close to 100 years there's no way that it's supposed to be believable that in 15 years from now we'd have dolores and then 35 years later we'd be at westworld so like and they'd have to build westworld so it's at least like a 25 to 30 year thing for westworld proper before the 35 years i'm, after I'm sure in like jeff Arnold bezos's basement he's got like no. alexa kind of being put into a body of a <laughs> It's still nowhere near where they would be because that appeared to have been already like later stage Westworld for them. So let's keep that in mind. Also, let's not forget the fact that there is some sort of terraforming technology going on, which seems crazy advanced. Well, they kind of hint at it in season one with Ford being being able to terraform pretty quickly. Um, But the thing he's been able to do, I guess, has been doing it without anyone noticing. Right. Um, Which makes it seem like there's more... more people and more players involved to make that happen. But like what we saw before was he was like blowing out part of like a mountain, like a valley. Yeah. Now suddenly he's built like a sea. Yeah. Like it's something, you know, one is high end explosives. The other is significantly uh, more complicated. It seems to me. Well, judging by the geography there at the end, like when they find the sea, it is, they, they're shooting at Lake Powell which is a canyon that's basically yeah. been filled to the brim. So it's possible he just really took a, yeah. uh, like, sort of already a river, existing riverway and just flooded it. Yeah, that's possible. So, and just no one, no one was able to find out. Um, okay, so that's that's it for that sequence. But those are two things I don't think we should have skipped over because they're kind of important parts to hit. So then we do a nice little rendition of Ragtime while Dolores shoots some, <laughs> some uh, Delos uh, uh, executives kind of running through a field. She then hangs them while uh, doing a speech about like her, you know, the multiple roles she had to play. And uh, sure. And so this brings us back to everything we were talking about Dolores in the primer, which is she's going to be the bad guy. Uh, it's I don't think. OK, so the, I think the thing about the show now I kind of I, I'm predicting is that I don't know if there's necessarily going to be bad guys per se. It's mm-hmm. just going to be three primary characters all trying to figure out something and will be antagonist to each other and to the people around them but uh three four i mean four but three three hosts like the three hosts yeah. primary hosts so yeah it's like three hosts dolores is about carving her own path and like kind of blazing her trail and um you know if it means like destroying basically the entire you know human world or basically like the the, the guests that come destroying their mm-hmm. world um and then it seems like Maeve is more about control and survival of, like, herself and, like, the hosts, but mostly about herself. But it seems like she is more, like, about the manipulation of the actual existing human world and being able to to use that as, like, her thing. 
And then Bernard, we don't quite know exactly what his his is yet. Um, he, since he's kind of being the kind of main character who's being also the 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 uh, the bad storyteller in this sense, he's not telling us everything yet. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think Dolores is the bad guy. I don't think it's actually going to be as complicated as it seems. I think the first season is very uncomplicated as well. It's why it's this show isn't really that unpredictable the first season you can sort of guess where things are going to go like you're able to figure out the non-chronological storytelling there's a lot of they don't try to trick you they give you enough clues as to what's happening and it's very clear that Dolores she's not acting in good faith on anything she just seems like she just wants to destroy everything she doesn't seem as if she actually has a real purpose yeah which is kind of a certain type of revolutionary that wants to just burn the system down. Right. But that makes her a bad guy. But that can also be seen as a good guy if you're seeing it from the host perspective. Sure. But you could also, it's hard to argue that when you have Bernard and you have Maeve. Correct. I'm, I'm saying that's why it's showing you multiple sort right. of sides is to why, this issue. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's why there will be a bad guy. Like if you don't, if you have two other hosts who are also trying to help hosts and they're not doing what she's doing, she is the bad guy. It does ultimately though seem like Delos is the bad guy. <laughs> you know, is the ultimate bad guy here. Sure. Because yeah. they're kind of holding all the cards that we don't see. That's true. And the man in black suddenly became almost like a good guy because after all, all of the rampaging we saw the host doing to the people, I suddenly yeah. wanted to see the host just get wiped out. I wanted to see the man in black just take them out, which I hate him in the first season. I think it's interesting now because he sort of is, he's taken on a new light in the sense that now the stakes are real. And now there's a game supposedly that Ford has set in place for him mm -hmm. to, um, to complete in some form. And he's like still kind of his badass sort of dark self, but, now with a sort of different purpose that we we kind of see more clearly which that also again confirms another thing we were saying which is ford was alive in the kid and that literally happened almost immediately but then the good thing that they did was they went on and just closed that out he was like all right that's he was like we don't need you anymore yeah i think i i was gonna i was gonna say that too like we we know now for certain that ford is dead his maggots are yes. filling his face and um and he did try to program him like at least a version of himself into the kid version of him um but then you know in sort of i think great fashion like uh man in black bill basically i think is someone yeah. calls him in the, in the show um, william yeah is like he's like eh, i don't need you anymore <laughs> it's like great so william's whole thing is now to find the door that's what he was tasked with yeah and now is that just a door for escape or to further unlock something or to just get out yeah that's that's the question the doors can either let you in or let you out which one is this going to be, right? Where does this door lead you? Does it lead you out or in? I think in this case, my prediction, although it could go either way, I think it's going to be a door out. I think now that he realizes that the stakes of the game are real, it is now he's at the center of the maze and he must get out. So Yeah, I, I can't decide where to land on it because I'm of two minds, which is the obvious answer is the doors that you lead out, which is probably the correct answer because... Again, I don't think that they're trying to necessarily really trick us with this. I think they're using the metaphor of it a door. They're being literal for a very specific reason. Although it is possible it's a metaphor, um, the smarter answer, which makes more sense, though, is 
that it's leading you into something. It's going to open up to an even bigger world. It'll open up to more information to things we don't know about because that then sets up. I mean, I wouldn't assume we're going to see the door, whatever it is, until the end of the season. And then it sets up whatever the next big piece is yeah. that of the puzzle that we don't have. Which then the question is, how much do you think Ford knew about everything with Delos? Because maybe the door has to do with what he knows is going on. It's possible. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what would be Ford's ultimate game here is like, or maybe he like sees what Delos is doing. And the only way to kind of maybe stop that is to let unleash Dolores, unleash you know, sort of the hosts upon the world and kind of send this into chaos and reveal to maybe the outside world what the truth is or what they're doing. Yeah, they're probably doing the same thing at pretty much all of the parks. Yeah. Now Do you think that the tech all comes from Westworld, though, because it's probably the first park and then the rest of the parks just use the Westworld tech? I'm assuming that's the case. Like it's Westworld's the original, although it's, you know, Ford is the, you know, the original part is still the park director right. of Westworld. He's kind of the original. It's kind of like if Walt Disney was still around and he was like the park director of disneyland but they still had like disney world and disneyland paris and so with all the technology we know that ford built this with arnold originally when they first had their consciousness they were clearly the ones pioneering this and then he's building the reveries so it seems like ford's not just narrative he's also sort of the host creator yeah you'd have to assume all the ones at the other parks you know like you're saying with walt disney are the text coming in from westworld but then it's like, what's going down at those parks is what I'm wondering. Maybe nothing has happened yet, or there are they have their own problems. Um, yeah, it's he's all... probably not sharing the reveries over there. Correct. I think, but I think maybe it might spread. Yeah, you know, it's just. So I guess my point with that is, it's hard to assume how he could outsmart everyone at Delos, have all of this go under the radar, possibly be terraforming a sea, and then somehow be naive to everything else they were doing it's like this guy probably knows about everything that was happening in his park and it could be a reason as to why maybe he built a door to either show someone something they needed to see or to lead the host out and but i think that you know like we both guessed even though ford's gone he still left some more pieces to the puzzle correct i think his fingers are still in many places and yeah and almost like ghosts of himself are probably still hanging around some place in, in certain uh, hosts and or computers and whatnot. And also, I think because, you know, it's proven with Bernard being uh, a host, but also in park employee, I bet there are other, maybe not so much like Bernard, but like other sort of spies within the other parks that are employees, oh, but certainly, but also kind of work and maybe transmit information to Ford. That's um, possible. That's entirely possible. He could, he could be, he could have a whole slew of hosts that no one would know about. Let's talk briefly about Maeve and dive into her little thing. In the aftermath of season one, you know, she basically wrecked havoc to the Mesa complex, all the mm-hmm. labs. We cut into her. She saves uh, Lee Sizemore, the head of story, who's about to get eaten by his own creation, who I just want to say that the actor that plays that cannibal is like amazing. And I wish he would be more in the show. <laughs> That scene was awesome, and my favorite takeaway from it was the fact that she was about to leave him there before he brought up the knowledge of the park, before he brought up any of his information that he could help her. She was going to leave him, and he clearly was afraid to be on his own because he realized he doesn't have any more control over the hosts anymore. 
offers her something so that she will take him. Yes. Uh, Lee is kind of a snake a little bit. He will try to do what he can to get out of a situation. He'll weasel his way out. Yeah. An interesting, uh, Lee made a reference to our other podcast, the Zeitheist podcast, in which he said, before he realizes that Maeve is a host, he's like, the inmates are taking over the asylum, which was the title of our last episode. <laughs> I know. I thought I laughed at that, too. That was great. It's like, we think like that was really great. Um, and and that's where I think like a little bit where Maeve off of, obviously differs from Dolores's, uh, uh philosophy in that Maeve has the wherewithal and the tech to control others uh mostly hosts but also he she has the manipulative power to control humans aka like lee like it's like oh i i see value as you are the park the head of story you know the characters you may know storylines like you will know all the storylines so you know where maybe things are you know where my daughter may be or who knows can we also talk about how stupid lee sizemore is in this (laughs) I mean, he's, he's in the control room after seeing all of the people wiped out, and he's basically telling her about how he made her a whore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's full of himself. He's arrogant. He's so stupid. I'm watching this like, shut up. Do you want to die? Yeah. I, I It's really interesting. I, I also want to give a, like, just a shout out to the show in general for having like multiple strong female leads that are like driving the show. And like with them, they pair with them these kind of like, whiny idealistic men that are kind of like you know set in their own way or like and they kind of boss them around and show them what to do so i i I like it's kind of refreshing whereas like normally you would see like the female character would be the kind of ones like what are we doing where are we going like you know following the lead it's like they're the ones driving the show yeah actually if you look at teddy the thing i find so funny about him you know my girlfriend and i were watching this and therese points out how stupid and just like kind of boring he is in the show yeah and it's funny because I feel like in so many other works, the main characters would be men and they would have like a woman by their side who would just be kind of standing there looking good, not doing a lot. That's what happens in so much fiction. Yeah. And in this, he is he is playing that trope. He is the good looking guy who is naive and he's there with the number one. He's acting as number two, even though he maybe doesn't even know what he's doing. And so he's probably going to turn on her at some point because I don't believe that he has that hatred in him that she does. And it is revealed at the very end of this episode when Bernard looks out into the sort of ocean of bodies of hosts. Teddy is the last one in the water. And he says, I killed them. Is that what he says? Yes. He says, I killed them. And then everyone. What does that mean to you? I my prediction is what will be revealed is that somehow that looks like a flooded canyon like we discussed previously Mm -hmm. and i think somehow they are able to lure all the hosts or a majority of the hosts into a certain section and then bernard floods it somehow he's able to yeah because their terraforming technology is incredible this isn't just blowing out a valley to make some kind of a riverway or excavating an area this is they're building a sea they are moving vast quantities of water it's yeah unbelievable what they have going on yeah so i think that's probably where, where we're gonna end up is that teddy ultimately betrays dolores in some form that yeah um he kind of really either doesn't quite understand what her goals are or what her motivations are and at some point he's like they ca- it's going to cause a rift between them because it kind of already caused a rift in this episode a little bit he just didn't understand what she was talking about and she has such a higher now level of consciousness than he does um it's like being able to see multiple dimensions versus 
he's very one-dimensional in the sense that he can only see the the world of Sweetwater and Westworld, and she now can see almost everything. The other option here is we know Bernard was sending a message out to locate. I, I was thinking it's possible he had them all group or gather there. It, it could be Tessa Thompson's people if they're not exactly Delos, if they are another group that wipes those people out. The other thing I was thinking is maybe it's actually Teddy. Maybe Teddy decides to grow a separate uprising against Dolores. It's possible. I think Dolores leaves the park and maybe leaves Teddy to, you know, sort of continue, I guess, whatever <laughs> it is here. But I know she for sure leaves. I don't think he he does, yeah. though. And maybe it's because she, he does decide not to follow her or he's... I want to talk about Tessa Thompson's character. She is an interesting character because they had to escape and they decided not to go to the secret location she had and almost fell into a trap. And then she was like, oh, well, no, I have somewhere else we can go. Why didn't they go there first? She did not want the other uh, members that were with them, the board, to know yeah. about it, I think. I think she is either working on a side project for Delos, a si like a secret operation in which the rest of the board cannot know, or... Yep. She's working for a new, uh, another company altogether. Yep. And with Bernard, Bernard, like, she's just like, okay, he's like the head of behavior. He's more like, he's a host guy. He's not really like involved in the higher ups or involving decision. Like, I'll save him. Or, cause like, she, he basically saves her, right? Was that the situation? I forget, like, how that, uh, at the rewatch, as far as when they're like, oh, look, there's help down there. And they run down to it. And then does she stop him or does he stop her from going? He stops her. Okay, so that's why ultimately, like, she keeps him, allows him to tag along. <laughs> yeah, it's also weird to me all of those hosts that are doing all these murders wearing those masks. Yeah, I didn't quite understand that. There's something weird and like ritualistic. Well, I, in season one, when they were talking about Wyatt, basically, when they're sort of hinting about, which eventually we learn is Dolores, but right. when they talk about it, it, was that Wyatt believed that they were not of this world and that they were like gods or like, and that they. So maybe it's like a sort of extension of that, like you wear your costume because you believe you're not he you're not yourself. Yeah, you're larger than life. You're this monster. You're like whatever. This is sort be. of why I think Dolores is a bad guy because she doesn't actually have. And to to a greater extent, you could say the same thing about Maeve. I don't know how much free will they really have. It seems like they're able to make some choices, but she's still driven by these memories of this child that was never actually really hers. And she is, Dolores is driven by Wyatt, which is programming for her. It's not, you know, she is, she's still motivated in acting upon those impulses. Yeah. I think she's also in a, in a weird way. I could see her like when she kills the native characters mm -hmm. and some other things in a way, she's like freeing them. She's freeing them of their existence, like in the park, like you're not high enough to like, understand what i'm doing but i'm not going to let you continue to be a slave to the system like sure i'm going to relieve you whereas like mave is like i have the tools to control people like you and i'm going to use that to my advantage right you know so you know in a what in a weird kind of messed up way dolores is the more benevolent character in some ways like that like she is both a bad guy and not a bad guy at the same time you know i think in every story there's you can write the bad guy to look good if it's a revolution or bad if it's like he's a an anarchist or you know it's like you can 
come up with these like different viewpoints. And that's what's great about the show is that they have these different viewpoints in which they kind of float in and out. And they're not always just showing Dolores as this like evil, maniacal person. I mean, I felt like that's all we saw of her in this episode. In this episode, for per per se, but you had how many? You had ten episodes of build up to that moment. So Uh, we should talk. We should touch on Bernard because we haven't really. He has an incredible moment where he tries to save the stable boy, and when he gets knocked, he starts leaking. Yeah, it's basically like brain fluid. He's basically leaking brain fluid, mucus. Yeah, and that fluid that he's leaking he's going to die unless he gets more. And there's that really tense scene with him, Tessa Thompson, and the drone hosts in her secret bunker where he has to extract the sort of brain spinal fluid that is in that host head and like inject it into himself before he gets caught because he had less than an hour left before he would just cease function. I love how he kind of plays it off right there too. Like (laughs) when she like walks up and he's like, you think like, oh, she's going to catch him. And then he's like, kind of like le- like leaning against the desk. And he's like, oh, hey, like, what's up? Like, <laughs> nothing's going on here. <laughs> he does a good job of uh, playing it off. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really tense. He is still my favorite character at this moment. Yeah. I love everything he, that actor does. He's just doing an incredible job. Correct. Yeah. But now we're seeing at the beginning of the episode, his hand is shaking again. Yeah. Now he's surrounded by all these guys. How is he going to pull this off? Do you think he's going to go down into that canyon and just suck out some of their brain fluid it's possible and also what's gonna happen when these delos guys go crack open their skulls check out their memories and see what the last things they saw was is that gonna be the next episode uh it's i think that's they've obviously introduced that story point so i think that's gonna happen that's really freaking cool i want to do a couple last questions because i have a theory but first john there are five parks we're both in agreement future world and shogun world which we know so there's three others what do you think we got? They had a Bengal tiger pop up. So I'm assuming it's Safari or Jungle World or some Amazon sort of... Amazon World. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, in the original movie, and it's implied, I think, in that that there's Medieval World and Roman World. Or mm-hmm. it could be Greek World. I don't know. Like one of those two. Um, but yeah, I think that that's the, the six total parks. Could it be like an Egyptian world? Very possible. I think I'm, like that's the only one I can ever think of that's like a... Like we see it in our heads of like another time period yeah that like you could inhabit that would um, be really cool it would be interesting to be right? <laughs> like a fair a pharaoh yeah just have the pyramids things like that that would be really interesting i think it's i, I agree it's probably some sort of rainforest but even if it is uh maybe it's safari maybe it is it's just safari world where you can go hunting animals and or you obviously could... don't have to worry about like really dying and you're also not actually killing animals in fact yeah this could be so far forward in the future that, John, those animals are extinct. Yep, that's true. It's very possible that like now it's like people go to hunt already extinct animals that have been replicated. Yeah. To, um, there's also, um, I was thinking Crusade World. You know, if you're in the, I guess that's Medieval World. Yeah, that's but, not um, fun either. No or like, or Colonial World. world. That also sucks. I think, well, Egyptian World kind of sucks. Either you have to be a, a pharaoh or a slave. There's, there's somewhere in between pharaoh and slave. Yeah, but that's what they're known for. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I picture the massive like marketplace in Egypt and you have uh, you know, the pyramids and you have like crazy temples and things like that. Okay. Uh, how about this? I have a couple of questions, Sean. And okay. this is this is the most important question to me in the episode and I think for the season. The man in black is looking for the door. I believe Tessa Thompson is looking for the man in black. Oh. Is that 
That is who they're looking for. The reason they need to get Peter Abernathy, the reason they need his memories to get the DNA from Peter Abernathy is because I believe they need the man in black's DNA. She said that they're protecting their most important investment. Uh, What's your most important investment? Their most important investor, the guy who bought Westworld, the money. If he dies in there, they're fucked. Yep. He could be behind part of the replicants process as well. That makes a lot of sense, actually. That, And he's kind of been on this death wish for the yep. last, and now it's for real. And so they're like, we need to get our acid out, and or at least get his DNA out, so we can basically recreate him and, and we can continue control. Yeah, and or at least to sign, get like get a fake version of him to sign control over to the board or whatever. Yeah, that, because that makes total sense. Without that, they're screwed and that's that's when you know the dna was like a good hint but when they she said we we have to get i can't remember the exact words but i believe she said something like we have to get our investment our biggest investment and they were like we have to get this host and the next cut the first cut they do is a shot of the man in black yeah she's like that's what we need to get and then boom cut to the man in black i'm like oh they just told us the plot so we've got not, them going after the, the first man time in black. he's trying to get out dolores trying to get out mave's trying to get in they're all going to run into each other somewhere yeah it's not the first time they've done that before they where they've cut to a shot of him yeah. to reveal something <laughs> so uh that's uh, that's a very good observation i think that's that is thing. very true uh i'm just double checking my questions here um i believe maybe we've got them all i think we've got them all covered yeah i think that covers my kind of overall thoughts too on journey tonight i would say for everyone these are the things you want to be thinking about watching the next episode what is the door where is the door how are they going to get out where are the other parks and who is behind tessa thompson what is her name what is the character's name who is behind charlotte hale is she working exactly with delos is it the board or is there higher ups at delos that are doing more nefarious things I'm very excited for next week's episode, John. What was the name of it again? Reunion. So I'm very excited for Reunion next week. I am excited to have a reunion on the show with you that night. We'll be back here next Monday. Make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends. You can get at me at Christian underscore Humes on Twitter, but we're also on the Zeitheist podcast network. You can go to Zeitheist.com. John, where can we keep up with you? Uh, You can keep up with me at Twitter and Instagram at JohnnyBeGoodInLA. All right. And please share the show with everyone. Great. And these violent delights have violent ends.